Hello, team. Hello, Tim. G'day, TK. Look how fresh and sprightly everyone looks today after a long weekend here in Australia. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. How good is the 26th <laughs> long weekend? I'm not going to call it Australia Day. There's a lot of controversy. We don't need to be controversial. But how would you all go on the weekend having the um, extra couple of days that we took? It's a really nice thing to have first thing in the year like because everyone's got the – you can see some people have got the, the post-Xmas break blues but they've just got – I've just got to get through a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's that then shock I get to that the long system. Yeah. <laughs> So the first half of the year is the best because you do have the this long weekend and then I think we have another Labor Day or a Queen's birthday or something. The front end of the year is fabulous. Then there's a dry and dusty patch right in the middle. But then because we're Melbourne. <laughs> that's, that's wish I was in Europe time. <laughs> <laughs> but because we're Melbourne, we then have two public holidays for sporting events. Yeah. It's a great, great country and a great, great city. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I particularly like it too because you just come off that Christmas break and for those listening internationally won't understand that. You know, we have Christmas and New Year break over here but it's middle of summer. A lot of people traditionally take a break. Then you have two weeks to three weeks back in January um, and pretty much no one does anything in terms of smaller businesses. All our clients are like the same thing. Like No one's settled, school holidays, a lot of parents are still not back into routines and then it's the long weekend. That This is almost the start of the year from everyone switching back on. Kids are back at school, holiday and um, yeah. still light, still warm. Yeah, if you bring it back to the exercise analogies, which I always like to, that little time between Christmas and that long weekend is like the active stretching before you actually <laughs> exercise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we're really back. Yeah. <laughs> well, Philodemo's been back from day one, yeah? Which we never, we never close. <laughs> we never, ever close. Now, more importantly, Nigel, where did you go? Uh, the family and I went down to Phillip Island. We took a, an extra day because the long weekend wasn't long enough. Amazing. <laughs> so we uh, actually spent four days down there, just uh, my wife and my four-year-old and I, and realised that's the first holiday we've taken just as us without going to visit family or those kind of things. So it was really nice. So solo family pod. Yeah. First time family holiday. Amazing. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. And we, we end up staying in one of those places that um, you, anyone of our age would remember, like the, <laughs> the family resort kind of thing where they had everything there. So Indy was in heaven. Are the penguins still there? Yeah, we went and saw the penguins. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, the highlight of the penguins though, uh, as 400 or 500 people have a minute, they pack in there a wallaby pre-penguin jumped onto the beach and they just saw all the phones come out and everyone's going, oh, walla- wallabies. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's definitely a guy standing in the bushes that lets a wallaby out every night just to get that clout. It's, like, it's, it's a, a pre-show warm-up. entertainment. Yeah, pre-show. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, that's that's a nice experience for um, your little one. That's great. Yeah, but more importantly. Sorry, am I allowed to say her name? I just realised being the world of social media, are we allowed to know? I was thinking the same so, thing. I was, was going to call her Little Miss. Yeah, I caught myself. Is that all right or can yeah, we say no, that? Yeah, no, we can. Like it's, it's not a real name. Yeah, good. Uh, so <laughs> no, you can really – yeah, so my, my daughter's name is Indy. Yeah. Um, and she lives at – No. <laughs> no. Her mobile number is, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, that, that sounds good. Lana, how was your family holiday? My family pod. <laughs> it was fabulous. Oh, how come? Because I don't have children and so Tim and oh. I went away to Byron. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's valid. <laughs> for, for any parent listening, uh, you're welcome. They get um, it, yeah. Yeah, so Tim and myself went off to Byron Bay into what turns out to be a child-free B&B area, which we only found out when we got there. Brilliant. Yeah. Look, I've got nothing against kids. In fact, I've got the complete opposite. I find them more interesting than adults and enjoy just hanging out with my little nieces. <laughs> but, um, gee, it's nice to not have any noise in the morning when you're trying to get a break. <laughs> it's real, no splashing in the pool. It's wonderful. Yeah, I almost killed like five kids because they <laughs> were riding their rented bikes around the resort. <laughs> I, I believe the most important word there was almost. Almost, yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, you, um, That was a good break, wasn't it? This is a great break for me. So this is obviously Nigel's first break as the pod. For me, this was the first break with actually no work. And when I say actually no work, I genuinely mean not opening a computer, not physically doing any laptop work or client work or thinking work in nine years. It's pretty amazing really. It's We were talking about it while we were away that it's the first We were time. talking about work while we yeah, were away. Yeah, of course. No, it was just that it was so weird because every holiday we've had – has over the last decade that we've known each other is I've certainly got a direct memory of waking up in the middle of the night, particularly if we're overseas, to the sound of laptop tapping <laughs> because clients needed something, staff needed something or you just basically didn't want to let go. But it was, um, you know, France, New York, Thailand, all these places we've been. I've definitely got a memory of what's that? Oh, it's kind of tapping at 3 a.m. to try and get the time zone difference or something. This was quite Quite rare. First time. First time. Amazing. What so an achievement. That was fabulous for me. Was it different? On, on, as much as we're joking though, was it, was it a different feeling for you having a break like that? It was a different feeling in that it's not on anyone else, this different feeling. So I've always been of the opinion that me working harder was a big, not because people needed me. I got rid of that quite a while ago. People don't need me. But working harder meant that I was a better person. And so I think this was the first actual break where me not working hard or actually not working meant that I'm still the same person with no no negativity around it. That's very cool. Yeah, I'm maturing. Heaven help us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think um, we were talking a little bit off air just about this because it's, it's actually a pretty big topic as much as we're all here um, almost probably sounding like we're gloating that we've had these holidays but it's because it's to be honest with you it's a rarity to have a few days off for us or it has been over the last decade um it does make a hell of a difference in terms of structuring um rest and it's probably a topic we need to talk about in a little bit of depth because i think even thinking um for this week and the and the, and the month that's gone since um the new year it business owners and particularly clients, we see small, medium business owners, uh, the observation that we would have to make is that they're very, very bad at consistently um, structuring breaks. Would you guys agree? Absolutely. I'd say that... um, So proper breaks, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There's very few people I know that we work with or that I associate with outside of like in that uh, potential clients or within networks that go away on holiday and don't go with their laptop or with checking in like the, the trust there seems to be a real issue trusting the people that left behind mm. for the larger companies 
um, to actually do. And even if they're not doing anything physically, they're still checking everything and they still have those same... Touch points. Touch points and those physical reactions. Absolutely. Me personally, I've stopped the physical reactions. I've got the touch point because that's my personality. Um, I need to know what's going on because that's where I get my... Knowing everything's okay means that I can go and enjoy the day. And it's not a micromanagement because I... Even if something goes wrong and I can see it in an email, I won't touch the email and I won't call the team. But even knowing that something has gone wrong, I'm still okay with that because I know the team will fix it. Yeah. But I personally just need to know in all areas of my life. What's going on? Mm, yeah. I'm the opposite. I'm too emotional. If I see something going wrong, it'll ruin my whole week. Um, and it's not even going wrong. It's just something I'll think about. I, I really have found the best tactic for me is complete cutoff. Well, can I tell you, because I'm often, uh, when you guys go away, whether it's a business trip or those kind of things, I'm often here and I manage the people, not the people on a daily basis here, but there's two conversations I have every time you go away, particularly if there's a new person. One (laughs) is do not reach out to Tim unless you've talked to me first and we can't solve it. Appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) And the second is... When you come back, <laughs> when they get back in the room, uh, just beware because if Tim has free time to actually think about the things, he's going to be a thousand steps ahead of everyone in the building and talk from that place and we will have to catch up. The, the first conversation you have back in won't be how was your holiday. It, was, it would be we're going to be doing this, 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 this and this and why aren't you already doing it? Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I love holidays. And just so everyone out there knows, Tim for the last two nights, I believe now, has been coming to bed between 2 and 3 a.m. because of exactly what Nigel's talking <laughs> about. He can no longer sleep. Yeah. But yeah. the difference in this one, because I wanted to actually talk about this because this was a different holiday from my perspective in seeing how you've come back because the other holidays, even though you've been working and whatnot, when you've come back, there's been almost a nervous or angry energy like yep. there's a very forceful energy behind what you want to do. It's like why aren't you already doing this? Why haven't you caught up? Mm. But in this time when you've come back, both of you have come back a lot more even keeled but you've, making, you've taken bigger jumps. Yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting observation really because I, uh, first of all I agree. Um, for me particularly breaks is more um, when I say I completely switch off it means electronically don't want to deal with operational mm. Um, or be involved operationally because that's just sort of doing things. But I would say that 99% of my time is still thinking about the business except when I need 1% of my time to be concentrating on my lovely wife and the holiday we're having <laughs> in a, a beautiful location around the world. Got a whole 1%. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. such a lucky girl. <laughs> Nigel, you're looking at the wrong way. It used to be 99.5. She's actually <laughs> doubled her, <laughs> her attention from me. That No, I'm only joking, of course – priorities shifting but it's I think with anyone who owns a business you never well I've never had the experience where you've never don't think about it actually holidays are are more exciting because I feel I'm going to have time to think more around the business and what I want to do and what the things that I see in a different way or the time to be able to just you know I mean particularly in this holiday was swimming in the ocean I mean, Lana was going, what are you doing? I'm just standing. Hang on, I need to paint this picture. (laughs) It's a bit weird to be honest. So it's a good 36, 37 degrees. So very hot. Beautiful beach. (laughs) 
I'd say for a good 40 minutes, he's going from the shore, standing there, into the water, standing there, back out into the shore. So, and it just kept going back and forth. He wouldn't look at me, wouldn't look at anyone. And that evening we went out for dinner and he starts – He's now asked for permission, can I talk about work? That's his new thing for this year, which is lovely. I love that. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, can I talk about work? And I said, you, swear word, that's what you were doing in the ocean today, wasn't it? And he got all excited because he spent 40 minutes in and out of the water thinking about work. I shouldn't say, yeah, it's, it's, under, it's like that's my idea of the perfect vacation. Where he's sitting and thinking about I mean, it's you sound so boring when you say it out loud, but I don't have really anything else in my life that's um, I don't think about it. For those who are listening, of course, family and all that is a higher priority. I'm not. Let's just put that to the side. Being that's not on the same level as anything. That's just an elevated level of that is the highest priority and what I care most about. So if I had to get rid of one, I would not be keeping my business over you know, family and, and mm. those people. So just for all those who are already sort of getting the hairs on the back of their neck, standing up going, oh, you've got your priorities wrong. Well, that's cool to you. Yes, for me, no. But my total being is about thinking through the projects and the companies we're building because there's so much excitement around them. And it's like to actually switch that off, I wouldn't want to be away. If I couldn't think of work but I went to a, a you know, holiday that wouldn't be a holiday for me that would be torture but to be thinking about work in the ocean and being able to swim and they're just not having any interruptions and just sitting back and dreaming and in inspiration i mean that's for me what a holiday is but you like and i want to ask you about this at some point now's the point apparently yeah. you love business like you're this is not only what you do, like the, the companies that you created, you love the concept of business and you like moving those pieces around. You're a business nerd. I, I, I literally don't have yeah. – I don't think about anything else. Yeah. And when I dream, I dream business as in things that can be done or that it's running scenarios. Like even in my dreams, like it never turns off. Yeah. But that's, so that's the, that is the perfect holiday for you. It frees you up to think about the thing that you love. Where other people are taking holidays to get away from their business, you're taking a holiday to free you up to think about the business. And I'm realizing I'm using really big hand gestures yeah. on an audio medium. That's what I just we can <laughs> hear it in the voice. Don't worry, it's excitement. Sketch it and put it in the comments below. Thanks. But it, it did take you a while to get there, though, because you can now do that. That you've got the freedom. Oh yeah, and also the freedom's been created by the great people and the structures we put in place. I mean, this isn't. It's more now that we can actually do this without going, oh, what's happened today or this is happening or, you know, it's so tight on cash flows, all the things that, you know, when you're self-funding businesses. But absolutely, like that's now, not that there's not work to do operationally and all that, but actually to get some time to go away and literally sit there and just go, wow, we could do this, we could do this, we should try this, we can think about this and not, I mean, this, that's, these holidays are actually the best absolutely the best to be able to do that so that's that was really good for me because i'm coming back positive equally not anxious but equally um that same level of energy nigel i'm hoping i'm not kicking people and going get on with it before you even know what getting on with it means but there's still a um an urgency to get where we want to go but that's very very relaxing for me at the moment in terms of 
things are, are lining up. There's good people around us at the moment. Yeah, and I think that's part of what's happened. But there's, it's been, it was super apparent that first day you came back because I was expecting the normal talk, the, hey, let's go for a walk and talk about There's this, 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 this. But because we've got good people around, it was almost this time it was a tidal kind of flow. You could feel the urgency and I knew that there's a lot of stuff that we were going to do and a lot of stuff you wanted to talk about but you didn't feel the need to dump it as soon as you walked through the door. If anyone's listening to Nigel, I don't think he's ever read about a tsunami. <laughs> he said, he said the ocean, no, the ocean goes out before you get hit with the total force of it, Nigel. So I would give it a, a couple more days. You might find next week it's just a if, bigger energy flow. <laughs> if I can add to what Nigel said about that, because I fundamentally agree, the reason being, so to give the idea of the group. So, yes, we've got the consulting and we've got the private equity fund and we've got the SaaS that we're building, the software as a service. We've got all these uh, parts and I'd say for the first time since conceptually you developed Philodomo, every single one of those parts has got its own entity, is currently moving forward, even the financial side of stuff which is yep. in absolutely in progress. But we should say it's still tight and mm. it's always going to be tight because as soon as we get excess I'm spending it. <laughs> no, but no, I mean no, it's no, worth no, saying absolutely. like we're, we're in a growth phase. We're not here yeah, buying so Ferraris. funding we're arms, yeah. all those sorts of elements. It's always been the idea of Tim and Nigel will definitely back me up mm -hmm. here. Um, the idea of Tim of where the business is going and I think that uh, potential and reality are much closer than they've ever been. Yeah. That potentially we could build a media part department where we have. Yeah. Potentially we could raise a fund. Well, we are. All these things, the reality is hit and when we look at the group as an entity, there I think you've put five layers deep for each one. So after each step, we've got five different steps and each one of them are at a minimum of two, two steps down. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. Things are being executed which is um, a lot of thanks to you guys obviously. But I think, I mean, for me in reflection of all of that and what you've, you've just said is what would – Knowing this now, and this is the experience we've all had, which is really, if I, you know, if I, if I briefly just summarised it, would we actually had a proper break? Everyone got what they needed in terms of this is what a break is for me. Yes, the location can change. Yes, this and that. And there's always those things, but essentially, it was a proper break for everyone. Mm. So if we can say that, it's like good tick. We're on. We're on a good path. Let's keep doing those sort of things. Yeah. I try to think back of, okay, so knowing this is how a break needs to me and how I feel now as an owner, what would I have done when I didn't have that opportunity, say, five years ago, ten years ago, because it physically just wasn't set up like that. We were in a different creation stage. We were in a different personal stage. There were so many variables changing. What would I have advised myself back then to maybe do it better and I keep trying to think and part of my ocean thinking was also what would I what instead of beating myself up in those years which I'm sure a lot of our listeners sometimes feel like because you would be sitting there going it's fine for you you seem to have some good people around you but I've got stuff going on taking a break for me is not relaxing it's actually twice as hard because I'm not near the office or I'm not near my clients or I'm it's more stressful to take holidays and then when you go with your family or you go with your friends you're actually creating stress for them because you can't relax and everyone can feel it. So I can remember all these experiences personally myself. You know, and I used to probably actively avoid going away, taking a holiday, taking a weekend. 
what would I have told myself? And I'm trying to work – I'm trying to think now of what what can you – what would I advise myself back then? And I think for me personally, I, I think I mucked it up a little bit where if you don't have the ability to really switch off and relax or have the holiday you need to rest, you've got to almost compartmentalise what you do on the holiday and try and trick your brain into I'm going to work for a couple of hours in the morning but I'm not going to – have any contact for the next six so it's not perfect but at least you can do what has to be done and try and switch off for a smaller time i know that's what you used to do lana and you're very good at that compartmentalizing work and now i can rest and all that but we used to i guess enjoy the holidays where we're overseas because we knew when you didn't have to do your emails there would be nothing else coming in so we used to actively i guess go overseas because at least the rest of australia was asleep lana didn't mind getting up but it was <laughs> during the day comment. No, but <laughs> it's is, true. Is, is that true um absolutely it's true i think to myself five years ago i would say that the best thing i wish i knew then was boundaries so actually telling clients it could be 24 hours until i respond to an email yeah i will be away on these days Every, everything's fine but if I don't respond, the world won't end. Yeah, and so, Reasonable communication. Yeah. Intellectually, I absolutely knew that the world wouldn't end and I don't think that I am the centre of the world. But I had set such high expectations from clients that they get an email back straight away that yep. I never wanted to tell them that I was leaving. And if you're in a small business now, it's actually this idea of your clients are humans, they understand you need a break and to have that communication of I'm going away this is a situation, if I'm 10 hours later on an email, I still love you, it, it would have changed my entire life that's for those 10 years. I think that's really important, Lana, because I think um, particularly in the consulting when we deal with this with um, clients, if a lot of people, particularly smaller businesses, probably pride themselves on I can get – like what we did, I can get back to every client within an hour and we set an expectation of our customer service because – we're a smaller company. We're not like the bigger guys that you're just a number or you're just a this or they overcharge and you start to get really proud of being a small business but it's actually counterintuitive. If someone leaves you because you're not getting back to them within an hour, unless that's part of your service agreement obviously but people can use their logic, that they're probably not a good type of customer nor are they valuing you really for what you're doing. You're becoming a convenience that's outside what you should be selling and a lot of people get confused by that and, and very defensive because they're like no 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 i'm just so good at customer service that's why they stay i go but that's not your core business your customer service is a byproduct of your core business and the way you manage clients if that's the reason they're staying you've got a massive problem because you're building unrealistic expectations around if they love you they're going to love what you're producing or giving or doing if they love you because they can get you at 3 a.m when there's a crisis but because you're the only one who put up with it. I mean, that's there's Absolutely. something wrong with your your business. There's something wrong with the core. A re- you're never going to be able to scale that. And they're the clients that actually abuse the relationship more. And I have to say, yeah, to, to defence of yeah. any client who's listening, every single one of them, when they heard I was going overseas, they were so happy. Yeah, they it, did it. They weren't affected by it. <laughs> it was it was more me and my. I have high expectations of myself and people around me that. I didn't want to not have those high expectations. So I think it goes back to my original point of why the holiday was so great is I've definitely matured a hell of a lot in the last six months 
I think the old younger business owner through just some things that all businesses go through has definitely changed to see, well, the worst thing that possibly could have happened happened and it's actually okay. The sun, you know, grass is greener, bright sun is shining brighter. But to go through bad things and have them actually be good things, you realise that an unreturned phone call for 20 minutes, it's not bad. It actually does help that relationship because you can then solve the problem with time to think about it as opposed to always having to be there and on call and not be so helpful. I couldn't agree more and I think it, it sort of stems down to, you know, sometimes we get funny looks when we do our management training and we and I people who are new to our company and we sit down and I like to run this session because um, A, I secretly enjoy it and B... <laughs> not so secretly, mate. Yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> especially when you open the session with I love this session. <laughs> but it's the, it's the whole... Um, people responding to emails within our business and it's very counterintuitive. So a lot of the the rules we have around email is I know that you are a poor performer in my business when you can reply to an email within 10 minutes of me sending it. It means you're poor at time management. It means you don't cut off the distractions and it means that you're trying to do things to look better but actually are inefficient when you put it down as a performance habit. And when we tell people, turn your emails off for two hours or tell clients, tell you, turn your emails off for two hours, the world will keep going. If you're fighting against that, you've got some serious challenges with the way you see your business. Urgency is a phone call, not an email. hundred You won't miss anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I think that's an important one because it goes back to, you know, it stems from the way you operate emails. It, it stems from returning calls and then getting to your personal you know, space which is if you have the same habits that go through all the way to your holidays, you're never going to be able to let go and relax and sometimes you do have to retrain staff, clients, yourself that it's okay to have a break and I think just looking at you guys, I mean you're both five years younger. Honestly, like it's you look more relaxed for, you know, Nigel's probably – great way to talk about it. I can't remember you having a break in the last decade and it wasn't just because we were busy. I just can't remember you even um, finding a way to relax. Is that a fair comment or am I being a bit harsh? No. Uh, it's um, That would be probably the most accurate comment. I would be forced to take a break. Which um, wouldn't be a break anyway. Which wouldn't be a break, which I'd be working or doing something for somebody else or those kind of yeah. things. Um, I'd like Alana and I think a lot of people out there um, decided to anchor uh, success means I have to be working, that I have to – and I, I, didn't, I don't fall prey to I don't need to be seen to be working. No, whoever – the right people see what happens. Personal pride. Yeah, just go, no, yep. the, I got – Grew up in a farming kind of community, so yeah. and I was just thinking about this the other day because I do the I get up early to do the gym and those kind of things, and I always used to laugh at my dad and just go, "I'll never do that," because he was a work six days a week guy. He would be out of the house at five a.m. and he'd be home at six because he was working farms and those kind of things. And then I looked at him and I just sat there the other day and went, "Geez, I'm not even beating my dad." Like I didn't <laughs> even just match him. I went, no, I'm going to put an hour either side of that. <laughs> is that an Oedipus thing, Lana? I don't know. What, like, I'm sure there's some psych that that's just standard. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that was anchored into the industry. And there is that pride that a lot of people will feel in just being, yeah, I am running that ragged edge. 
like how I'm creating this, look how tough it is for me to do it. Yeah, the grind, all that kind of Please don't get me started on another podcast about the hustle. (laughs) Can we – and actually it's already started. You you wind up. I just just meant the word. I don't like the word. But I think it's that like I'm anti the whole hustle movement but to be fair I understand the true intention was that it was – We've had to work bloody hard just to get to this point and we've just – what I feel is at the start of the journey we want to be on. But it's been decades of work, uh, seven days, seven days, yeah. seven days, early mornings and I'm not I'm not proud of it like it used to be but we put in hours. I could say that and sometimes you – to learn you put in hours mm. like it's learning. But I, I think that's – got to work out when I guess because we talk a lot about optimum performance and, and performance habits rest has to be something a rest and mental breaks and all that has to be something we now factor into our lives consistently as well as you know encouraging people to also find what they can do right now to switch off the way they need to yeah and as the the person that is the ultimate don't take a break or used to be yeah um looking at when i've come back from breaks I didn't realise how much because just doing that constant and doing the hours, keep going, keep going, if everyone else is going away, I'll hold thought while everyone's there. The diminishing returns, like it was taking more and more effort to achieve less and less. So you're working 150% more and producing 60%. It's, it's obvious, isn't it? Yeah. In hindsight. And I know a In lot hindsight. of this is yeah. – it's, it's quite common knowledge you've got. You know, Ariana Huffington and that whole idea of sleep and sleep begets sleep and – at Philodomo, it's a very interesting concept because we tell everyone take breaks. We actually actively encourage our people to not work hard but it's the issue in such a high-performing environment which is where leading by example comes from it and it's a hard lesson I know Tim and I have had to learn <laughs> is just because we choose to do seven days a week and we choose to do these things and I do believe, Nigel, you did get swept up into it because of your loyalty and your general personality of mm. achievement it's it shouldn't be that way and it's something you and I've had to work on is we don't want people to work the same way that we work so what can we do to show them that it's actually okay to take the break because we don't want diminishing returns and we want strong mental health and good family time and I remember when I was working for a developer and it was one of the thing two or three jobs I've had in my life and this was a really long stint at the developer I think I was there for three and a half months <laughs> uh, and I, I talked my way in by um, ringing the CEO directly, no property experience. I just knew I was going to – I wanted to develop properties because that's what rich people do and I'm, I wanted to do that early in my 20s. So I rang the CEO of a big company and we had a really good conversation. He said, why don't you just come in and um, we'll have a chat. And anyway, I got offered a job under a, a really great young property developer. He was young too and he just liked my attitude. So here I am at this developing company and I'm like, holy moly – I'm here and I'm about three months in or 12 weeks so you basically know nothing but I was catching on quick and I'd already like fully immersed myself in property before getting there. So, you know, everyone else who's doing a uni course in, I'm like, come on, it's not even, I got you. So I felt – You're seeing Tim's insight into how he operates. I felt felt comfortable. There's a few (laughs) things. I felt I had an advantage that they were wasting their time. You know, you're ignorant when you're in your early 20s. But I remember um, the day I needed to quit is because I remember getting there and I'm like – Two things happen. First of all, you do all your work 
and it was getting to 5, 5.30 and maybe this was a bit of a millennial attitude. I'm like, I've got nothing else to do right now. And of course I'd only been there for a short amount of time so I just didn't have things you could do or nice to do. It was like, I have nothing. But I also knew that half the people just with the nature of the work had nothing else to do there. But they would stay till 7.30 and a lot of these people had families, a lot of these people, you know, had lives, they're just doing stuff but they wouldn't leave the office because no one wanted to be seen as first to leave and they wanted to make sure they were there at a reasonable hour because one of the bosses worked late. And I just looked around, I go, what are you all doing? Like, because I didn't care, I knew I wasn't going to stay anyway. I'm like, you're all losers. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there, there's 30 guys and they go, what? And I'm the new guy, you can imagine, like, why aren't you going home? You're not actually doing anything. And they're like, oh, you know, Around the, I said, you've got families, you've got this, you've got lives and you think the two hours you spend here every night where you could go home, you couldn't get in and be more efficient. And it's that whole thing of being and doing stuff just to look like you're playing the part and look busy and that you're working long to impress someone else. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the time where I had to quit because I realised, A, I think these guys are actually losers. Like not them personally, the, the attitude of that company was this is actually – because it wasn't just the new guys, it was guys that had been there 20 years are still doing this. So this was a cultural thing. And the second thing I realised was, oh, I'm starting to enjoy this job. I could get stuck here. This is a really good job. I could be here for 20 years myself. Like, I better get out now before I actually really like it. And then, <laughs> but it made me think about how people do that in general. When Lana says in general life, when we say we don't, people don't work hard at Philodomo, they work extremely hard but they execute and use their time wisely as opposed to trying to spread it out to look like it's a volume of hours. They're efficient and good at their job. Yeah, <laughs> so they are working hard but maybe not to the convention of a lot of people. Hard means more hours. Our guys would get more done in six hours than people would get done in 14 hours, I believe, at, at other places from our sort of observations and feedback. Yeah, if you looked at your typical consultant and pulled them out of what, like one of the big four and then brought them across here for a week, they'd lose their minds. Yeah. And go, what, what, you can show up at this time and you can leave whenever you want? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and to be fair, <laughs> but to be really fair to the big four, they're also billing hourly, so I also want people, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be more than happy for people to be doing 14, 16 hours. If that was our model, I'd be keeping my consults in there too at the hours that they're getting. So I want to be kind to them because we've all got different customers and, and models and yeah. it's not silly or not silly, it's just... I think it's a matter of probably, and as Lana said, that maturity of getting to know what works for you and what look at efficiency, not hard work. How can you be better at executing your time invested in what you need to do and also the time where you need to – how can you rest more efficiently? Well, I'd say that with Philodomo we look at the output and the outcome. I was just thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've, obviously we've got highly skilled, smart, fun, kind – people who work with us, they're very good at what they do. They're also very conscientious and trustworthy and they're the sorts of people and it is why it's so hard for us to hire and we do take a lot of time and pride in this. We find the right people who will not take advantage. They won't take advantage of Philodomo, they won't take advantage of the individuals and they won't take advantage of the client which means if you give them a job and you say do it, they will do it to the highest quality in the best amount of time that they know is possible. If it's going to take them three hours to research, they will do that if it gives them an outcome but not if it's just for show. And that's just a testament not only to the business but also to the people that 
Oh, and totally. And we've had to work for that culture and what we're trying to build. We mucked it up with other companies and we, you know, the things we learned. We, we learned, but we used to give people more rope than they were ready for. We used to give people <laughs> the, blankets for meditation. Blankets. We used to, you know, we had one company where we used to shut down every lunchtime for half an hour, turn off all phones and computers and meditate in the darkness. Now, to be honest, we had really good retention. So, great retention. <laughs> again, great people. Great people. Still, everything was good, but it's just a different culture. And I think it's working out really what you need for your business. I think there's a, we've spoken about this before. A lot of businesses where probably some of the people were great for the culture at the stage of the business in which they came on board. But as businesses grow up, it's sort of like um, I sort of I get, it's not a crude analogy, but it's an analogy. It's like are you still happy with your first girlfriend? Like. You, you mature in life and experiences and all that. Not many people are with their very first girlfriend and or boyfriend or, or whatever. For those, you know, high school sweethearts and all that, it's, to me it's like that's amazing. You're actually the exception to the rule and it's not wrong. It's just like but you are the exception to the rule. Like <laughs> amazing. You, you, you found the person. But most people when they mature through their life and different experiences aren't the same person they were there. It's the same with a company. It's a completely different company when it's just – you know, you and I sitting in a brick frozen garage with <laughs> Nigel's coming and going, my God, we're a long way from where we are in With offices internet that doesn't work. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Having to run an Ethernet cable yeah. up two flights of stairs yeah. for a digital agency. Yeah, we, you know, we had a digital agency one stage that had no internet. Like it was, like, it's a long way to, you know, having fibre to the building, three storeys, pinball machines, great people. There's... But it doesn't feel like a long time ago but we're completely different people there and I think um, I guess if anything this week in reflection it is find out where you are or acknowledge where you are right now, be okay with it but try and get the most you can when you get an opportunity to rest even if it's not, as we've said, we're excited more because it's the first real rest we felt we've had in a very, very long time. But for you, if you can't do that at the moment, at least find the best way to let your brain and body rest if you get an opportunity to rest and that might not be a holiday that might be just a weekend or a, a day or a half day whatever that is but I don't think we did that very well Lana not in, 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 in leading up we're a bit on the psycho stage stage rather than the hey this is balance but balance yeah. is important I often talk to people like you've got a view of the companies once you've started working with them my conversations with anyone from Philodomo are always at the starting point and some of those and so I always see them before they've been philotomized, for want of a better yeah. word. Yeah, it's a horrible word. Yeah. <laughs> we always use it, so it's fine. <laughs> but the time thing and not being able to take a break is the consistent thing across every single person that I've talked to. It doesn't matter the size of the company or what like that. So totally. It's always come to me and they always go, well, I can't afford to take a holiday and go, well, if you look at a holiday as just a break from the pressure, yep. inverted commas, um, a holiday can be two hours. A holiday can be an hour. It's time where you can be physically and mentally present in what you're doing and not worried about that. And that two hours, if particularly from my point of view, young kid, having two hours to watch a movie from beginning to end, like once a month when um, Indy was younger, that was a holiday. Yeah. And that was achievable. Like you just go, yeah, I would love to be able to sit there and do what I did when I was in – way too old to yeah. be doing this <laughs> but watch five or six movies back to back but totally. being able to do that you go well why are people finding excuses not to I, I couldn't agree more and I think for me and just more in reflection is if I really wanted to back then 
I could have found a way to take a break but I would have need to change some actions which means a little bit of discipline around what I was going to be focused on getting things out of the way to free up time because we waste so much time when we're tired and haven't had a break and doing so many different things that we're doing everything at 10% efficiency. But when you actually take a step back, which the irony is you need to have a break to see that, you realise that I could take a Saturday off. So, what, you know, Alana and I, our first step was why don't we not work on Saturdays? That was a big step for Ooh, us too. Yeah. <laughs> so Because we worked every weekend and we would come into the office virtually every weekend if not working from home off our laptops but we decided what if we just made that our day of rest where we didn't turn on laptops uh sorry we turned on laptops but it was to watch netflix or you know do things not to check emails and write and always because you can always find more but for us that was a big discipline moment and we did that more for our sanity and relationship to be honest but it was a big step for us. Just to hook onto something you said that I, I think you nailed something there with you would always find more there is always a way to look for more to do. Yeah, it's like cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> so you've right. been told. Lana's rolling her eyes like, <laughs> like you would know anything about that. Sorry, you're right, got caught up. <laughs> but that's that's where people, like, they'll, they'll get the daily things going. And go, what else can I worry about now and try and fill that time with because I've become so attuned to Nigel, pressure. it's a little worse than that. It's not only what else can I find that is actively looking for things that relate to your current state and if you've lost the anxiety you'll find something to create anxiety because it needs to fill the gap that's a completely different podcast i think because we <laughs> i want to <laughs> most definitely no, because that's that's something that we can go on for a lot of time around leadership and mindset and and, and things like that but that is your brain when it like for me i need the anxiety to feel busy so as soon as everything starts to relax, I feel we're going backwards. So I look for more anxiety. Like, God love Lana. I don't know how anyone else would have put up with that and had to retrain their partner. It is so annoying. <laughs> Genuinely. Because I can see it and I'm. we are lucky. We work in the same business. But my side of it is the data. So I actually know what's going on. Yep. I know when clients and um, pips are winning. I know where the business is situated every single day. So when Tim makes a comment about how he's feeling. <laughs> yeah. We are definitely getting video uh, for these podcasts because the facial expressions <laughs> definitely need to come across. Nothing like a supportive spouse saying you're wrong and here's the data to prove it. <laughs> so don't feel that way. <laughs> but, but it really is that which is you, you will find something else to be anxious about, to have a problem with or to improve. And that's not something we want to take away because that's a superpower you have. So it's, we just got to direct it in a positive way that looks at, at helping the business grow or do you relax, whereas I used to take in the past of allowing it to ruin a break, allowing it to ruin a weekend, allowing it to ruin a night of sleep, yeah. whatever it is. I mean it's, we're talking about breaks but it can be micro stuff which is how come always before bed I check my emails and you realise – why am I doing that? There's nothing I can do from 10 p.m. till 7 a.m. anyway and I'm going to respond to it but people look for it so they can create the anxiety and go, oh, I don't sleep well. Stop checking your emails. The last thing you do to sleep, you're a fool. I'll liken it back to a, a very old, not a very old girlfriend but an, a girlfriend that I had uh, when I was much younger. I hate actually going and doing anything with her after a certain point because they'd be, they'd, I could almost pick it down to the minute 
whether it be we're at an event or to be a weekend away or something like that, there would be a point where everything would be going, we'd have the best time and then all of a sudden she'd start picking out, oh, we didn't get a chance to do this, we didn't get a chance and start going, finding reasons why it wasn't a great time and that yep. was the way to ease, that's the way she used to ease herself back into her life. But I just went, but we, we got to do the, see ya, we're yeah. out. <laughs> well, I, I wow. think. Wow. Yeah, that's bizarre. I'll tell you the thing that most reflected for me when I saw this from Alana, and I hope she's okay with me sharing it. But, <laughs> but it, sure. But it's too late, and hopefully that's what editing's for. But uh, we were we were in New York um, late last year, and some friends of ours had organised <laughs> some um, incredible tickets for us to Book of Mormon, and we hadn't seen it, and we were sort of um, second row from the front centre, like they were just the best tickets in the house. The actual best, uh, one of the best yeah. places. So we're on Broadway, we're away, we're, we're on a work trip, but it, it really felt like a holiday because we were just so swept up in New York because I, actually I hadn't been, Alana hadn't been for since she was really young. So everything was in and we were lucky enough at the time that um, Lana's parents were over there, so it was everything was just perfect. We'd had dinner We've had pre-cocktails, we're in Broadway, we're in the best seats, we're at this amazing play and it's like perfect. Like it was so good, it's amazing and we get to interval. So what does Genius over here do? She checks her emails and of course… Because, because here we go. 3 p.m. in Melbourne. Yeah, so I'll just check my emails during interval. We're laughing, everything's <laughs> funny, it was perfect and she gets one bad email from a nut client, like just a client that's… Not, I, I say it in a loving way as a nut but it's one of the clients is like there's always a problem, not from a philodom, it's one of the other companies that we work with and this client, this is just their track record, it's how they communicate, it's aggressive, it's, it's always not a problem but it frustrates. So for the rest of the show, Lana couldn't reply, she's suddenly not finding it as funny as it was, she's angry, she doesn't want to talk on the subway so she misses out on this. What do you mean? I was crying on the subway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to at least manipulate a bit so you didn't look like an absolute. No, no, absolutely. How you ruined the night. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's just a little thing. It's not Lana's fault because she's so diligent in wanting to service clients and support the team and this is what we are speaking about early on. But times like that where you have a moment in time where it is great, little things like that shouldn't even be allowed to enter the possibility of affecting you because they – have no purpose there. Yeah. And you've got to – it's more of creating a discipline. And for me that's good because we've created now almost a don't check the email. Oh, you yeah, do that, that I'm going to grab your phone and I'm going to throw it into the ocean. So there's your choice. Check your phone but I'm going to grab it and throw it into the ocean. It's as simple as that because it robbed us of – not that we didn't have a brilliant time and we laugh about it now and it's just part yeah, of the experience. Yeah, it's hysterical. But, <laughs> but, but I felt sorry for poor Alana because like – there's nothing that could have been done regardless and it wasn't even a real problem. It just changed the tone and the feeling and that's the sort of stuff that we don't want to – We enough was enough at that point that that's not worth the price. I think that was a fairly big tipping point. Like I don't want to see you crying in the subway and all that because <laughs> it's just overwhelming. Like I'm enjoying this and I'm hating this and I'm – but I want – we want to share these experiences with people because if you don't get it right, you'll find at times in life – you'll do something that becomes a habit but it'll be exactly the wrong time and I don't want to rob you of the, the moments that we've um, we've paid in blood, I guess, to, to learn and, and hopefully share and, and support those listening. Yeah, but even on a daily basis, like I used to check, I'm the, by the, between the time I get up and by the time I get to work, there's a few hours in between that. 
I used to check my email first thing when I get up or check it. If I got an email at night, I would check it. There is absolutely nothing that I could do, whether it was good or bad, all it would do was invade my space. So now I don't check my email until I walk through the office door yeah. and at night I turn off notifications. Yeah, your, your brain's searching for what you need emotionally. It happens yeah. a lot. Absolutely, I used to wake up in the middle of the night to check them, to be yeah. honest with you. And it's just horrible because you can't – I'd already set the precedent that I wasn't going to reply to yeah. an email or a phone call past seven. Yeah. Um, but then I'd be sitting there carrying it all around and then creating all these stories and going, oh, what if this happens, what if this happens, what if this happens, oh, I should do this or I should forward that on. And well, why bother? No, and it's exactly right. And I, th- I think probably to sum up today and just the reflection is the importance of taking breaks but – Check some of your habits that are actually looking to rob you of those times where you can switch off, can relax, whether it's an hour, whether it's a day, whether it's a weekend, whether it's a holiday. Just on that, just even if it's an hour, mine used to be swimming because I actually couldn't think of anything otherwise I would drown because I had to focus <laughs> on breathing. But that was my full hour to not think about anything else and that was enough. It was a very stressful time in the business. It was enough to get me through mm. that six-month period to get to the point where I could have a holiday. So if anyone's listening thinking, yes, but you don't understand my business, I always need to be on call. Yeah, yeah. Not true. We've, <laughs> we've done it all. If paramedics can have a break, you can have a break, champ. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, no offence. They're saving lives. What are you doing? You're running a business. Chill no, out. it doesn't matter what you say. If you put champ at the end yeah. of it, it's always going to sound You're aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Um, but, yes, very, very important. We've been at every position that you people listening hopefully have been to and we have found a way. That's really interesting. Swimming's such a good idea. I used to do kickboxing and I just realised that I was getting That's punched in the face yeah. to not think about it. But <laughs> it would have been so much easier just to go underwater, yeah, scuba or to, something. You have to think, you have to count and if you don't, you're breathing in water and you are drowning. So Absolutely. All Same right. thing with a treadmill. <laughs> if you don't concentrate, you come off the back. Fall off a few. Um, guys, thank you. As I said, really good to have you back and all looking fresh and rested and, and very, very happy to hear that we're finding a way finally to um to get some balance when we need to take breaks um first quarter one third through how exciting <laughs> very uh, much i look forward to seeing you both uh next week have a great weekend you too mate bye, bye.